Section 103 of Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Hawaii in December 2018. The World's Story, Volume 5 Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 103. The Surrender of Granada, 1492, by Washington Irving. The night preceding the surrender was a night of doleful lamentings within the walls of the Alhambra, for the household of Boabdil were preparing to take a last farewell of that delightful abode all the royal treasures and most precious effects were hastily packed upon mules the beautiful apartments were despoiled with tears and wailings by their own inhabitants before the dawn of day a mournful cavalcade moved obscurely out of a postern gate of the alhambra and departed through one of the most retired quarters of the city it was composed of the family of the unfortunate Boabdil, which he sent off thus privately, that they might not be exposed to the eyes of scoffers, or the exultation of the enemy. The mother of Boabdil, the Sultana Aishala Hora, rode on in silence, with dejected yet dignified demeanour. But his wife Moraima, and all the females of his household, gave way to loud lamentations as they looked back upon their favourite abode now a mass of gloomy towers behind them they were attended by the ancient domestics of the household and by a small guard of veteran moors loyally attached to the fallen monarch and who would have sold their lives dearly in defence of his family the city was yet buried in sleep as they passed through its silent streets the guards at the gate shed tears as they opened it for their departure they paused not but proceeded along the banks of the genil on the road that leads to the alpujarras until they arrived at a hamlet at some distance from the city where they halted and waited until they should be joined by king boabdil the night which had passed so gloomily in the sumptuous halls of the alhambra had been one of joyful anticipation in the christian camp in the evening proclamation had been made that granada was to be surrendered on the following day and the troops were all ordered to assemble at an early hour under their several banners the cavaliers pages and esquires were all charged to array themselves in their richest and most splendid style for the occasion and even the royal family decided to lay by the mourning they had recently assumed for the sudden death of the prince of portugal the husband of the princess isabella in a clause of the capitulation it had been stipulated that the troops destined to take possession should not traverse the city but should ascend to the alhambra by a road opened for the purpose outside of the walls this was to save the feelings of the afflicted inhabitants and to prevent any angry collision between them and their conquerors so rigorous was ferdinand in enforcing this precaution that the soldiers were prohibited under pain of death from leaving the ranks to enter into the city the rising sun had scarce shed its rosy beams upon the snowy summits of the sierra nevada 
when three signal guns boomed heavily from the lofty fortress of the alhambra it was the concerted sign that all was ready for the surrender the christian army forthwith poured out of the city or rather camp of santa fe and advanced across the vega the king and queen with the prince and princess the dignitaries and ladies of the court took the lead accompanied by the different orders of monks and friars and surrounded by the royal guards splendidly arrayed the procession moved slowly forward and paused at the village of armilla at the distance of half a league from the city in the meantime the grand cardinal of spain don pedro gonzalez de mendoza escorted by three thousand foot and a troop of cavalry and accompanied by the commander don guiteres de cardenas and a number of prelates and hidalgos crossed the genil and proceeded in the advance to ascend to the alhambra and take possession of that royal palace and fortress the road which had been opened for the purpose led by the puerta de los molinos or gate of mills up a defile to the esplanade on the summit of the hill of martyrs at the approach of this detachment the moorish king sallied forth from a postern gate of the alhambra having left his vizier yusef aben komicha to deliver up the palace the gate by which he sallied passed through a lofty tower of the outer wall called the tower of the seven floors de los siete suelos he was accompanied by fifty cavaliers and approached the grand cardinal on foot the latter immediately alighted and advanced to meet him with the utmost respect they stepped aside a few paces and held a brief conversation in an undertone when boabdil raising his voice exclaimed go senor and take possession of those fortresses in the name of the powerful sovereigns to whom god has been pleased to deliver them in reward of their great merits and in punishment of the sins of the moors the grand cardinal sought to console him in his reverses and offered him the use of his own tent during any time he might sojourn in the camp boabdil thanked him for the courteous offer adding some words of melancholy import and then taking leave of him gracefully passed mournfully on to meet the catholic sovereigns descending to the vega by the same road by which the cardinal had come the latter with the prelates and cavaliers who attended him entered the alhambra the gates of which were thrown wide open by the alcaide aben comicha at the same time the moorish guards yielded up their arms and the towers and battlements were taken possession of by the christian troops while these transactions were passing in the alhambra and its vicinity the sovereigns remained with their retinue and guards near the village of armilla their eyes fixed on the towers of the royal fortress watching for the appointed signal of possession the time that had elapsed since the departure of the detachment seemed to them more than necessary for the purpose and the anxious mind of ferdinand began to entertain doubts of some commotion in the city at length they saw the silver cross the great standard of this crusade elevated on the torre de la vela or great watch-tower and sparkling in the sunbeams this was done by hernando de talavera bishop of avila beside it was planted the pennon of the glorious apostle saint james 
and a great shout of santiago santiago rose throughout the army lastly was reared the royal standard by the king of arms with the shout of castile castile for king ferdinand and queen isabella the words were echoed by the whole army with acclamations that resounded across the vega at sight of these signals of possession the sovereigns sank upon their knees giving thanks to god for this great triumph the whole assembled host followed their example and the choristers of the royal chapel broke forth into the solemn anthem of tedeum laudamus the king now advanced with a splendid escort of cavalry and the sound of trumpets until he came to a small mosque near the banks of the Genil, and not far from the foot of the hill of martyrs which edifice remains to the present day consecrated as the hermitage of saint sebastian here he beheld the unfortunate king of granada approaching on horseback at the head of his slender retinue boabdil as he drew near made a movement to dismount but as had previously been concerted ferdinand prevented him he then offered to kiss the king's hand which according to arrangement was likewise declined whereupon he leaned forward and kissed the king's right arm at the same time he delivered the keys of the city with an air of mingled melancholy and resignation these keys said he are the last relics of the arabian empire in spain thine o king are our trophies our kingdom and our person such is the will of god receive them with the clemency thou hast promised and which we look for at thy hands king ferdinand restrained his exultation into an air of serene magnanimity doubt not our promises replied he nor that thou shalt regain from our friendship the prosperity of which the fortune of war has deprived thee being informed that don inigo lopez de mendoza the good count of tendilla was to be governor of the city boabdil drew from his finger a gold ring set with precious stone and presented it to the count with this ring said he granada has been governed take it and govern with it and god make you more fortunate than i he then proceeded to the village of armilla where queen isabella remained with her escort and attendants the queen like her husband declined all acts of homage and received him with her accustomed grace and benignity she at the same time delivered to him his son who had been held as a hostage for the fulfilment of the capitulation boabdil pressed his child to his bosom with tender emotion and they seemed mutually endeared to each other by their misfortunes having rejoined his family the unfortunate boabdil continued on towards the alpujarras that he might not behold the entrance of the christians into his capital his devoted band of cavaliers followed him in gloomy silence but heavy sighs burst from their bosoms as shouts of joy and strains of triumphant music were borne on the breeze from the victorious army having rejoined his family boabdil set forward with a heavy heart for his allotted residence in the valley of purchena at two leagues distance the cavalcade winding into the skirts of the alpujarras ascended an eminence commanding the last view of granada as they arrived at this spot the moors paused involuntarily to take a farewell gaze at their beloved city 
which a few steps more would shut from their sight forever. Never had it appeared so lovely in their eyes. The sunshine, so bright in that transparent climate, lit up each tower and minaret, and rested gloriously upon the crowning battlements of the Alhambra, while the vega spread its enameled bosom of verdure below, glistening with the silver windings of the Genil. The Moorish cavaliers gazed with a silent agony of tenderness and grief upon that delicious abode, the scene of their loves and pleasures. While they yet looked, a light cloud of smoke burst forth from the citadel, and presently a peal of artillery, faintly heard, told that the city was taken possession of, and the throne of the Moslem kings was lost forever. The heart of Boabdil, softened by misfortunes and overcharged with grief, could no longer contain itself. Allah Akbar, God is great, said he, but the words of resignation died upon his lips, and he burst into tears. His mother, the intrepid Aisha, was indignant at his weakness. You do well, said she, to weep like a woman for what you failed to defend like a man. The vizier Aben Komicha endeavoured to console his royal master. Consider, senor, said he, that the most signal misfortunes often render men as renowned as the most prosperous achievements, provided they sustain them with magnanimity. The unhappy monarch, however, was not to be consoled. His tears continued to flow. Allah Akbar! exclaimed he. When did misfortunes ever equal mine? From this circumstance the hill, which is not far from Padul, took the name of Feg Allah Akbar, but the point of view commanding the last prospect of Granada is known among Spaniards by the name of El Ultimo Suspiro del Moro, or The Last Sigh of the Moor. End of section 103